Thank you for joining the Underground Playground podcast with your hosts, Steve and Mike. We're bringing you the voices and the personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Welcome back to the Underground Playground podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I'm here with Steve, and our special guest today is Brian Stites. What's up, Brian? Hello. Uh, He's from CrossFit on Track in Olathe, just south of Kansas City. Olathe, but yes. Olathe, I almost got yeah, it right. We worked on it. It's all right. <laughs> so you're, kind of, you're going on as, as an affiliate, and the interesting thing about this is uh, you were uh, in communication with Greg Glassman uh, a while back about uh, some of your concerns, and then he kind of wrote you back, and we kind of wanted to get into that a little bit. So, Brian, thank you for being here, and uh, tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself, and let's go into your story. Yeah, tell us about your gym, when you guys started, all that good stuff, Brian. Let everybody know about Brian. So uh, so we started off as a gym. Uh, I started off as a personal trainer doing CrossFit stuff at uh, a big Globo gym. Uh, we had a, a – it was like a free CrossFit class. I got my – Kansas one. City area? Yeah, yeah. Real cool gym, great community. Uh, we started doing stuff there and just found that we loved that so much that it didn't really fit in the Globo Gym environment. So we went off and, uh, and built our own space. Yep. Uh, we've been affiliated ever since then. Um, <clears throat> it's been great. We've got a lot of those original people still with us. Um, I would say probably the majority of our membership has been here from like day one. Uh, and that's going on what, like eight years now? Going on eight years, yep. And uh, we've been, we've had individual regional athletes we've had uh regional teams pretty consistently mm-hmm. um probably our best year was like 2015 coming out of the open we were third in the world nice and we were one panic attack away from making uh making the games in 2015 which is pretty sweet <laughs> um pretty yeah so uh, so yeah we've been doing this for a little while um so your gym is more focused on like competitive athletes than like regular people that want to just work out to get in shape or what's, what's the, what's your thoughts on that? So I'd say that our focus as a gym uh, for a long time. So when we first opened up, it was all about the regular athletes. We, we didn't really have any aspirations of going to regionals. It was 2012 when I started doing it. It was the, I think it was the first year of the open in 2012. Uh, before that, it was sectional or yeah, sectional. Yeah. And uh, 2012, I did the open and uh, didn't do great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, opened the CrossFit gym, worked out as hard as we possibly could, um, and then I, I sort of, I almost accidentally made regionals in 2013 as an individual. But we really didn't think of that as a possibility um, until that point. So we started off as just being, it was a gym that just trained the regular people. We loved it because it was edgy. It was cool. Um, it felt like a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I got real excited about watching the games. Uh, later excited about, you know, the regional process and the open and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> loved the idea of, uh, you know, forging elite fitness and finding the fittest on earth and being like, you know, this is how the SEALs are training. This is how, you know, special forces in, you know, Russia are training and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's pretty sweet. And if, you know, if that's what they're doing, it seems exciting and fun and, and it has a sport feel to it, then I want to do that. Because uh, I, I always felt like the average person should be doing some kind of sport. I think that's part of like 
competing is part of, in, in my mind, part of what we do, whether we realize it or not. We can distance ourselves depending on how well we, you know, we receive feedback about that competition, but, but people like to compete. They like to push themselves. Um, they like to win. Uh, they hate to lose. And so I really wanted to capitalize on that competitive drive. And that was the majority of the people who were coming here uh, was just people who were very naturally competitive. I'm not necessarily in CrossFit, uh, but they were all folks who had played sports before, who loved the team aspect of sports, who loved the competitive side of sports, pushing yourself like that. Um, so we weren't worried about regionals or anything like that, but we just happened to have a lot of very competitive people. Right. As time goes on, uh, you know, you make regionals once, uh, you realize you can get a team there pretty easy. Um, we definitely had two separate focuses in the gym. There were the group of people who had, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that train, but that's why we're called Sorry, yeah, cool. We're like right next to some train tracks. Um, <laughs> the pain train, bro. I had a place oh, next to the tracks. Every time a train came by, it made everybody do burpees the whole time. Oh, really? No, so it took oh. 30 minutes for a train to go by, and I said, fuck that. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Yeah, that's right. That was my whole class. Sorry, guys. Um, but, yeah, so we, uh, we really had two separate things that were going on in the gym. We had the people who uh, really wanted to push towards regionals and, uh, and, and being super competitive athletes, and then we had the regular folks. Mm -hmm. And for a while, that was okay. Um, we, we served both populations. We did it fairly well. I was doing this with my now ex-wife. And she was kind of in charge of the regular folks. And I was, I eventually kind of became more in charge of the, uh, the more competitive athletes. After the, so we qualified as a team in 2014. We had, a, we had some really great athletes. And it attracted a lot more really good athletes. Uh, so we opened up at the same time as a bunch of other gyms in the area. And probably around that 2012 to 2013 timeframe, you know, the games were really ramping up in how they were being promoted. And so every gym in the area was trying to do the competitive shtick. Right. Um, every, I mean, I don't care which, you know, every one of them that was opening up was doing that thing. They were all trying to have a competitive team, doing the local comps, uh, all that kind of stuff. And we just happened to be the group of people uh, that were more successfully doing that. And we tailored our training a little bit more towards that. And we tailored our time uh, so that those athletes would have a little bit more space to train, all that kind of stuff. And so by and large, we started getting, we started accumulating a lot of really competitive athletes. So if you imagine every gym in the area, um, you'd have the top folks who would feel like they would kind of top out what they could do at their local gym that was focused more on the GPP stuff. Right. They would then contact us and say, I feel like I've gone as far as I can go. I want to do more. Um, and I heard that you guys do that. And so that's the sort of athlete that we started accumulating more and more of until about half of our gym was full of that sort of athlete, the folks who all, you know, maybe if, you know, if, if the stars aligned, could make it to regionals, could definitely be a contributing person on a regional team, could definitely feel like they had some uh, meaningful uh, competitive experience as they were going. And so that's just kind of how our gym developed, mm -hmm. really completely dichotomously. Like it, you just had two polar ends of what was happening. I was involved increasingly more on the competitive side. My ex-wife was involved more on the regular side. And she was struggling, I think, to do that, uh, the regular stuff. That was not necessarily her forte. She was better on the business stuff. And I was probably a little bit more fluid with the coaching. Um, and so she needed a lot of help. But, you know, 
not to my credit, but I was so heavily invested in the competitive stuff that I wasn't paying much attention to um, the regular side. So that's where that divide sort of shows up. Um, so then uh, in 2016, uh, she eventually leaves the business and I take a look around and kind of realize that all this competitive stuff, we, we ended up having just a bunch of competitive drama too, you know, with, with really competitive people, you get a lot of type A personalities and that's tough to deal with. Um, not that they're bad people, it's just that's kind of what happened. Uh, and I decided, okay, we need to refocus everything that we're doing to make one cohesive community. Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually like having two split worlds. I thought everything we're doing on the competitive side, you could be doing on the regular person's side. It's just, it's by degrees. It's not by kind, it's by degrees. I think that's a pretty uh, you know, famous classroom quote in and of itself. But uh, so I tried to bring everybody back together. We adjusted. Um, by 2018, we were kind of back to uh, having elevated everybody up in the gym to the point where we're being competitive and we could make a couple of shots at being competitive, started putting teams back, back together and uh, qualified in 2018, had an individual qualify in 2018. It was still just kind of, it was fun. It was still a fun thing for us to do. Mm -hmm. And then boom, 2018, it's gone. Uh, when, right you say gone when you say gone, you're referring to the fact that they changed, there was no more regionals. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. <clears throat> so, and, and so, uh, so there's a, there's an email that I, that I sent to HQ, not to Glassman, but to the affiliate um, support. support. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so the announcement that regionals was gone had just come out. Um, there was not a, there was not a good plan for how folks were going to do stuff moving forward. The sanctionals had not been a proven method at that point. Um, and, and, and I absolutely love sanctionals. I actually think it's great. I think there are more opportunities to compete. I think it really leaves a lot to be desired on the team side. And that was always more of our focus was the team, um, the team part of, the, of, of regionals and, and competing. It's just way more fun for us. It involves more people. Um, and I like that uh, quite a bit more. And I feel like sanctionals does not do a good job of facilitating a lot of teams qualifying or even you know, getting us past the super team non-affiliate teams, which I don't like. I, I loved, there's a certain amount of box pride yeah. associated with getting a team to regionals. Like these are the guys that we train, we train them to our style. Um, they all came from here. Now that you have these super teams, it's kind of like, meh. Yeah, that's been a controversy I don't, for a while. I don't, think they had a, I don't think they had a choice because I can remember years ago, uh, they people were doing it no matter what, you know, even though, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, there was, there was a team down here in Miami where supposedly there was an athlete traveling from the West coast of Florida to go train with them. And there was a certain amount of time that they were, she was supposed to be training with them and somebody ratted them out and they got disqualified. And oh, yeah. they, apparently they were sponsored by some supplement company that was probably giving them free protein for being on the team. Yeah. Progenics. Uh, no, it was a different company. It was uh, kind of crack jokes. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it, was, it was happening no matter what. I mean, even back in the day, I remember people were actually putting their wife's name as the affiliate owner on her gym so they can actually go yeah. and train with it. it. It's, you know, whatever, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. I don't know what to say about that. Well, well, we were not doing that. So yeah. we had a phenomenal amount of this box, right? And I mean, and you're a hundred percent right. Like I, 
I mean, we even had, you know, boxes out here in the Kansas City that I, I, I like a bunch and would never bother to route them out because I – Yeah. Well, you were, you were fortunate because, as you said earlier, a lot of people, a lot of competitive athletes got attracted to your gym. So right. you probably created that atmosphere. So you had good, solid athletes that were coming. And, of course, they're just getting better because they're training with other solid athletes. And oh, it so just goes from there, you know. <laughs> it was – I got to tell you, man, it was a blast. Yeah. We have, I mean, our training sessions were, I mean, not that the regular classes aren't fun, but the training sessions that we were putting together were just these drag out, like weight slinging fests. You know, it was like everybody was doing muscle ups. You were chasing, you know, I was chasing a person who was 10 times better than me. And the one time I would catch him, I, and, and that's the experience that like the regular gym folks have, which is awesome. When it's just me in a regular class, uh, without those athletes, people are chasing me, which is great, and I love that. That's that's awesome. But I'm not getting the same thing out of chasing somebody else who's better yeah. than me. And it's just you know, it's it's different. It's just not the well, same. You should you should invite Manning up to your gym so you can chase him because he's like top of the fucking elite. <laughs> not not anymore, man. I, I back in like oh. 2007, I, I my claim to fame was. Uh, I beat, maybe it was 2008, I beat James Fitzgerald on the deadlift 400-meter run. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah, but that's, that's my claim. And I, I got muscle-ups at my first uh, um, level one. But other than that, man, I'm pretty James, much. James just I, had 500-pound deadlift, that's my, yeah. That's that's it. Awesome. James, James just had knee surgery three days before that competition, but he didn't want to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was, yeah, not anymore, man. The caliber is way higher now. Yeah, the, I really so James Fitzgerald, uh, his his style of training I absolutely love. Yeah, and I had this really interesting discussion with somebody about whether or not that was actually CrossFit, right? It's it is constantly varied, but it has you know it's pulled back from the, the highest possible intensity. It has more consistency than being constantly varied, um, but when I first started, I saw that model as being just leaps and bounds more intelligent than what I was seeing on main site programming. You know what I mean? Um, it had progression built into it. It made sense for like more types of athletes. Um, I really like that. And he's a guy I just absolutely respect like crazy. Um, this is, is he in charge of the OPEX model? Is that? Yeah, that's him. That's uh, OPEX. He has a, uh, they have a lot of OPEX gyms now that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's more customized program design yeah. um, and per individual. There's no group fitness in his OPEX gyms. There's no right. group classes. They, they, they don't agree with that because, you know, obviously you're not going to get the most benefit um, as a one size fits all program design more or less. Although, right. It's always fun to train with a group. Um, you know, there's a difference between enjoying uh, your workouts and training with a group and actually doing a training session that you're just really focused on your, you know, your, whatever your weaknesses and strengths are, you know, obviously there's a huge difference. Oh, listen, James, in my opinion, is top tier. He's, he's like top yeah. shot. Yep. The guy's a genius. I mean, he is I seriously. All his certs. I've, well, I didn't do the level twos, but I've done all his certs. His program design has definitely helped me by, by far 
program so much better for my gym members and you know with uh energy systems training and all that that was my problem is i felt like we were i was kind of burning people out you know because uh we were just going all out all the time you know yeah oh yeah well so that's you know that's where my my original email and and my memo but the, the posts i put on the affiliate uh, owners page you know i I was in the midst of this kind of like existential crisis, you know, regionals was gone. Um, a lot of the focus on what we're doing uh, as far as like, as, as, as a CrossFit entity, you know, and, and maybe it's not fair of me to say that it, that there was a focus on competitive CrossFit. Mm-hmm. That might not be fair because there are, there are people that I talked to who started like, uh, like Mike did in, um, in 2007 who are like, no, it's health it's health and wellness. It always has been health and wellness. Yeah. And I started in 2012 when I was like, no, I swear to God, it's like, you know, there's pukey the clown, the workouts will kill you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like CrossFit's actual party line. I mean, there's a, there's a really famous Glassman quote, CrossFit workouts will kill you, you know, like balls, you know, balls on display kind of response um, that I got into. And now we're, and now we're back to the health and wellness stuff. But I don't like that CrossFit is almost trying to pretend like the competitive stuff never happened. Like, no, no, we've been this way the entire time. It's like, well, yeah, but you also made this huge push towards competitive CrossFit. And there's the games and there's the forging elite fitness. And then there's, there's how much you were emphasizing, like, you know, these elite, uh, you know, paramilitary folks and stuff like that. It's kind of like, I don't think that's very fair to the folks who got in at that phase. (laughs) <laughs> to say that that was never important to CrossFit, like I, I feel like you're lying at that point. But whatever. yeah, I mean, there was no, there is no <laughs> doubt that CrossFit built its reputation and name from you know 2004 till like now, um, based on the competitive athlete, and you know we're gonna everybody's called an athlete. You're gonna every workout is a competition. You know. Yep. Um, there's no doubt about that. And and for sure, um, a lot of early adopters uh, found it as a training methodology, I think, because if you think back on the information that was available in 2005, 2006, 2007, you know, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, right. you know, it was, and so basically you had to already be searching for this kind of thing. Um, and then it just stood out really well. And then the games, right? So then 2007 was the first games and that kind of happened was happenstance. Actually, they just got together at Castro's ranch. Right. Uh, And then from there it just took off and I could see exactly how somebody coming along in 2010, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that, your everything you ever saw about CrossFit or the thing that attracted to you is almost it was the uh, the uh, prototypical bait and switch. I think yeah. is what we're talking about right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something I posted in that memo. I, like, and that's how I felt. I felt like it was a bait and switch, you know. Like, now we're trying to appeal to the masses, and I, you know, and I'm okay with that. Like, I really am okay. Not even okay, but like happy that the focus is on the regular people. Like I think it's a that community and fitness and accountability is something that we need to be getting out there to people in general, like in, in general. And it's a great message. I love that message. Uh, don't have a problem with it in the world. Um, I just feel, I, I feel the time I felt 
really lost. Like, what's the identity that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to, uh, to attach myself to? And what's the, what am I, what have I been doing? What does it mean in the context of what we're trying to do now? Um, you know, I think I posted something along the lines of, you know, do I take the regional plaques off the wall and stop using the word compete? Like, what do I do? Um, <laughs> and then the other, the other question I had was, you know, is it, so if we're, if we're just focused on general health, is it the best methodology for my clients to achieve their goals, right? <clears throat> what I mean by best is, does it outperform? So I was a researcher before um, I was a CrossFit coach. Um, I was in clinical psychology and I was heavily invested in uh, the effects of exercise on depression uh, in particular. Um, it's my belief that the sedentary lifestyle has created in a lot of ways a depression ep epidemic yeah. that we have just loaded up with medication. And I'm on a lot of publications and in books uh, about on that topic because I was so invested in that. And, uh, but it, it really helps you to get an idea about like, wh what is research? Like I was in the research community. So when you talk about research and science, you have to prove it, you know, you don't just have to prove that it's better than nothing. You actually have to prove that it's better than what else is out there. And the research out there doesn't seem to indicate that CrossFit is better at achieving specific goals than specific training protocols. Um, I think there's a lot of research on CrossFit that, uh, that actually has it underperforming for specific goals and performing just as well uh, for general goals, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, the latest meta-analysis. Um, if you throw out biases, and and that's another real bugaboo as far as like the CrossFit research is concerned, the sheer amount of researcher bias about CrossFit invalidates so much of the research that's actually out there, um, which is it's it, it's really unfortunate, and it it means that there's not science behind it right now. There's just passion behind it. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence behind it. There's not a ton of of great science uh, to back it up as a superior, not as an not as an effective method, but as a superior method to other things that are out there. So, as a researcher and as somebody who's really into the science of it, I look at what OPT has done and I think, well, that's really smart. You know, this is sophisticated training. This is the sophisticated training methodology that appeals to me as a scientist. Um, and I wonder to myself, is that better for my clients? No great evidence one way or the other. Uh, and I think one other thing to include, and we kind of talked about this before, what is CrossFit as a training methodology? Is it just singlet, couplet, triplet, singlet, couplet, triplet, single couplet, triplet? Or is it, is it you know, is, is what OPT is doing, is that CrossFit, for example, right? If I do, uh, a strength cycle, if I do strength and then wad on a regular basis and have a regular strength cycle, is that still CrossFit or am I now deviating away from CrossFit methodology? And when I went through my level one uh, certification, I was told that it was deviating from CrossFit methodology to include things like strength cycles or um, accessory programs or to not have people go at highest possible intensity and stuff. So there's a very confusing sort of dogmatic message there. Yeah. Let me, let me just add a few things. So. <clears throat> I understand where you're coming from. Um, now, one thing about CrossFit 
is they offer a shit ton of specialty courses, right? So I remember going and spending a week with Louis Simmons up at the West Side Barbell. And, uh, you know, of course, Louis is all about, you know, obviously doing, um, you know, dynamic and, and, and one rep maxes, you know, um, you know, so he, he obviously backs, you know, strength cycles. Um, and then you have the Olympic lifting with uh, Bergener, um, the gymnastics. So I kind of think of CrossFit like main site as a base, you know, there's like a base there as far as what workouts they put out. I don't really know too many people besides Mike's gym that follows the main site. <laughs> no, I know. This is an old joke, though. He did virtual shoveling, I think, last week. We did. We did do virtual shoveling. We did do that. But in all seriousness, I mean, CrossFit main site pumps out workouts where, you know, sometimes they come out with some pretty good stuff, but I don't really know too many people that follow the main site. I think um, most people either – some people outsource their program design, but I've always programmed with my gym since day one. And it didn't look anything like, you know, CrossFit main site. I mean, shit, I remember being one of the first gyms that started doing like the 531, Wedler's 531 program, infused with some Metcons and, you know, just trying to mix it up a little bit. So I, I don't know, does that mean I'm not a CrossFit gym? I mean, you know, I think CrossFit is – the meaning of CrossFit is what you make of it, really. You know, as far yeah. as constantly varied. And- Here, here's how I, I look at it. And this argument has gone back and forth. And, um, you know, the, the word cross and fit is basically <laughs> whatever you mix up and do that makes you fitter. That, that's how I look at it. And the thing that attracted me to it was that um, – and this is what I explain to people – is that we're introducing techniques and skills and sports to the average person. And then we're, I hate the word scale and modify. I just, I don't like those words, Um, but we're teaching it at a level where they, an entry level where they can come in and learn Olympic weightlifting. They can learn rowing. Uh, By the way, concept two, the rower is actually a technique. It's not a cardio machine, but that's my rant. Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics, um, you know, track and field, powerlifting, throwing, you know, all those things. And we're CrossFit endurance, CrossFit football. So now we're now we're able to introduce those as techniques um, and skills to the average person that's just looking to try to get a little bit fitter without the requirement for them to become dedicated to one sport. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And I think that's what CrossFit originally did. I think that's what Glassman was trying to do, you know, as, as uh, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say the word gymnast because I, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so like, I think that's kind of what, um, like what CrossFit was. So, and, and so now if you're going to do a strength cycle, that's no big deal. If you're going to, if that's what your gym needs, if you're going to do more running and endurance, I know a lot of gyms are big into that. There's a lot of gyms that are more into gymnastics. There are others that just do Metcons. And so that's my take on it. That's what I think CrossFit is. I don't, I don't know that anybody can be possibly wrong. Even the, uh, the the CrossFit level one, like they've changed a lot of uh, material that they taught. So I don't even know if they consider you, waving off of uh doing strength cycles and stuff like that not considered crossfit anymore i mean i don't know that answer I don't but think you can be wrong I, how can you be wrong 
the word cross means across all training domains, skill. No, I know, but I'm just saying, and for argument's sake, and, and Brian is saying he feels a little like he doesn't understand, like, okay, does this mean that you, you know, can't deviate from constantly varied all the time? You know, can yeah. you do an actual strength cycle, which is not constantly varied because you're following a protocol? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a with a deload. With a deload. That's a valid, yeah. valid point. And, and, and it, was, it was presented in a very dogmatic fashion to me at my level one certification. And no offense, I mean, if, if CrossFit has changed significantly from that position, uh, that's awesome. That's how I've been doing it since the day I started. Um, and, I'm, and, and I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of the science. I'm a fan of what's going to make people better uh, using the methods that are most effective to accomplish the, the, the tasks that you have. It's just always kind of been sort of an outstanding question to me. Am I really doing CrossFit? You know, if I'm not doing the main site stuff. Am I really doing CrossFit? You yeah. Know? You're doing Brian fit, man. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. And, well, and a, lot of, a lot of folks, you know, that I've talked to since then are like, no, 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 you are absolutely doing CrossFit. You're just doing kind of the style that you want to do of CrossFit. And, it's and that's what I love about being an affiliate because you <laughs> don't have to follow a certain protocol. I mean, shit, if you like Pilates, you could do CrossFit Pilates. I mean, that's kind of one of the things I like about it. Not that I'm going to be doing Pilates, but, you know. <laughs> so here, here's where I think the, um, the, the head start button, right? And, and I posted a little poll on the CrossFit affiliate owners group about, you know, are you a hobby gym or a business gym? And I knew people would take that the wrong way as like, as though, you know, if you're not running a business, you, you know, that's well, whatever, man. There's, there's um, military affiliates, there's nonprofit affiliates, there's gym teachers that use CrossFit that affiliated. Um, so no, nobody's passing judgment on that, but I think the heads start budding when you go, okay, well, how do I make money off of this? Like, or how do, and making money is not a bad word. There's nothing wrong with making money, okay? Like that's what people trade for your expertise, your place, whatever, the service that you deliver um, for your time and your energy, they trade money for that and that's totally okay. But if you're gonna run it as a business, I think, you know, um, you have to start appealing maybe to a wider audience or to a specific type of people or the way your gym is set up or what you're good at. And so you get these arguments online, right? That people are coming at it from a point of view that is their own. And so if you say, Hey, I'm a, um, I'm a competitive gym. And then you've got some business guy, a guy who's running his gym, like a business. There's no money in competition, which may or may not be true. I don't know, but that's where the heads start budding and we start arguing and then really the underlying thing, just like the root of all evil is money. Right. But the yeah. root of all success is also money. So, you know, yeah, you get these arguments back and forth about training styles and philosophy and what kind of gym you should have. And is it CrossFit or isn't it CrossFit or whatever, but it's always underlying. I mean, if you open affiliate, you, you put a heavy, I mean, a heavy investment back in the day, you know, $10,000 would get you started. Okay, it's got to be upwards of 100000 now. I mean, just yeah. to get, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, unless you're just some rich, you know, you got a rich dad or something that's like trying to pay your way, and, and, you know, I don't think you can do that. So there has to be some consideration to, you know, is this what population needs? And then with the CrossFit Health Initiative, I think what Greg Glassman's doing, what CrossFit's doing with their battles with the NSCA and then Big Soda, 
and now big pharma and big food that um, you know they're they're leaning more towards how do we fix this? What did he say? The most vexing problem, right? The most elegant solution to the world's most vexing problem, right? Which is diabetes, you know, um, syndrome X type diseases, obesity, you know, atherosclerosis, arteriosclerosis, all that stuff. And so how do we get these people into the gym and not scare them away with competition? I think that's ultimately the end of the day. It's about money. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the oxygen for your business. And I think we have to realize that uh, CrossFit Glassman is actually running a business and I never believed it, but it, it's, it's true, man. They were not, they were taking a beating by running regionals and even the games, they weren't really making any money. So uh, maybe it's a business decision, obviously, that they had to cut it out, you know, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can understand because five, six years ago, I was in the same position as you, man. That's all we did. You know, we had all the local beasts come in and because my gym is loaded with equipment. I was like one of the few gyms that had a bunch of yokes and prowlers and, oh. and uh, Atlas stones and, you know, air bikes. And that was it. We used to just have these two, three hour sessions and hit a workout, eat something, hit another workout, eat something, you know, and it was, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Things are different now though, dude. And it's, it's still fun, but it's not the same. And I do have some competitors in my gym, but back then, you know, we were making regionals and we had games athletes and, you know, it's just a different era now, dude. It sucks. I think there's definitely room for both. And I think as an affiliate, you know, find a way, and then, Brian, you alluded to um, how you think that sanctionals is actually kind of picking up. How do you see that going forward? Do you think it's going to allow more of a team uh, participation type thing? Are these events like Wadapalooza and Granite Games and these places like that, are, are they going to be inviting more teams? Is it going to be more open to that and keep the sport of CrossFit alive, even though CrossFit HQ is leaning more towards the health initiative? Yeah, I think uh... – I think the sanctionals probably is one of the best things to happen to CrossFit in a lot of ways um, because not only are you getting the, 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 the cream of the crop, the top folks there, which I think brings a lot of excitement to it, but there are these lower divisions that are still significant divisions, right? You still have to qualify for them. And I think that's where the majority of the fun actually is for a, for a gym like mine that has a lot of folks who are like, you know, on the cusp of like being a regional athlete at some level. Um, now we can do that team stuff and you know maybe maybe we make the pro division that's awesome but there's this rx division that's still really incredible um super athletes you get to go and do all the fun stuff it feels like a big event we did that for granite games just recently and it was that that got me going again actually uh that was the kind of the thing that sparked my passion back up for doing the competitive stuff because i was you know i was being pretty listless at that point um and I think that's, I think there's a, there's a huge, hopefully there's a huge market for that, for our competitors, for the people who want to do that stuff. And now you actually have more opportunities. It's not just one regional event. There's four, five, six different sanctionals that we can do that with and have a couple of different training cycles um, as opposed to one training cycle hit or miss. Um, and I love it. I really, really love it. I'm not excited about having to swim at Wadapalooza. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Are you going to Wadapalooza? <laughs> I might. I yeah. might. I've got, a, there's, I've got a couple of athletes that they asked me to be on a team with them at Wadapalooza. 
they don't realize that I'm old and retired. <laughs> You're young. Right. Oh, God bless you. Well, in any in any event, and with Stephen and I are, I'm um, I'm two and a half hours, maybe three hours away from Miami. Stephen's like you know thirty minutes, but uh, I and I have a beginner, and Wadapalooza has the beginner thing, and I have like I haven't put anybody into any competitions other than like you know your local uh, Festivus games that kind of stuff in a long time, and so I'm I'm actually like you said I'm a little bit rejuvenated by it, but uh, anyway, before we. I want to invite you. If you want to come, you can stay with me or Steven. We got room for you. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. No way. And if you do go, we'll, I think Steven will be there. I know for a fact I'm going to be there. So that's great. Yeah. That's so keep, awesome. going. keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no. That's, I, I think that's great. The, um, so so what, one of the things that we, we – um, so what happened with this letter and where did yeah, you – Yeah, that's where I wanted to go next, right? <laughs> for what, sure. That's so, where a lot of people were – kind of curious you know what i mean well so it's, it's you know everything we're talking about so the, the, back in 2018 i feel like i have to address that because a lot of people look, mm -hmm. will look at that 2018 uh email and say well see you asked to de-affiliate and i wasn't really saying that actually in that message i was saying you pulled the rug out from underneath us what we expected to get in the business model that we built uh doesn't work now if there's no regionals and the sanctionals thing isn't a proven gig yet you know we don't know what's going to happen there um and i felt like there was and i said this in that email i don't feel like there's any way for us to communicate to you guys that like that we're upset about that but we're going to get responded to in a mature business way and so i felt like the only thing i had to express frustration was de-affiliating you know because I could stamp my foot and send you a message and post something online and none of that was going to get responded to anyway. Um, but if I de-affiliated, maybe it would hit you where it mattered, right? And so I just, at the time I asked, what are my options for de-affiliating and would I get a refund if I did that? Um, that was the original context there. I get a reply 14 months later <clears throat> after I post this email. There's a, big time lag. There's a big time lag here. It's a huge time lag. Like, and I don't think people understand when they read when they read the online stuff, they seemed it was very contemporaneous, but it's not. Not at all. I mean, I, I said to them in a very serious way, the most serious way that I that I thought they could hear, I you know, I'm upset about this and we need some kind of better communication. And they and their response was no response for over a year. Okay, so I move on in that period of time. I re, I mean, I maintained my affiliate, right? I said I believe in CrossFit one way or the other. Um, I think it is a good methodology. I'm struggling to figure out what I'm doing in CrossFit, but I still believe in it. I still, I'm going to give you $3,000 of my money uh, just to leave the CrossFit name up there because I believe in you guys and I want you guys to succeed, period. Um, I pay my 20 bucks for the open, even though I suck at it and it's not, you know, it's not going to do anything for me moving forward, but I'll pay my 20 bucks um, and I'll encourage my members to pay their 20 bucks. And, uh, you know, if they asked for another tithe, I'd pay that too. Because um, I just, I believe in it over that period of time. So then we get to the memo and uh, it was, you know, I think I typed it up pretty late and it was, it was right after a, uh, one of the open uh, announcements. And, and I get frustrated. I want to prepare my people every year for the open. It's a test right? And it tells us what we need to be doing, how we need to operate in order to be fit. That's how I interpret uh, the CrossFit Open. It's not just, you know, your, your ticket to the games. I feel like this is what CrossFit says is fitness. If you don't have these skills, 
then by you know by virtue of that that being fitness you are not fit so and maybe that's playing to the test a little bit too much but i had spent a year working on general fitness right i bought in i did my i did my due diligence and i focused on everybody in the gym developing more mobility more stability fewer injuries all that kind of stuff and we then we get to the open and i felt like man my people are less prepared now for being successful in the open and i was mad about it you know what i mean if it had been any other year i'd have been like guys we're going to be you know whipping ass on barbell cycling for the next three months you know so that by the time it's time to cycle a barbell we can breeze through it and get some wicked scores and you guys will all feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and we'll be achieving whatever it is so then we get these open announcements and uh and and i felt like my people were underprepared for them and that left me frustrated um and so late that night <clears throat> i end up posting that kind of rant and i'm like the, the two most, you know, you can ignore the middle part as far as I'm concerned, um, because there are arguments in there that are ranty, you know, it's like, yeah, you can probably pick them apart. Yeah, you can see plus and minus of both sides. But the point was, more than anything else, um, I see where CrossFit's going, but I fell in love with CrossFit when it was something else, and now I don't know what I'm doing. And then I get down to the end, the last paragraph, and I make a bunch of complaints, sure. No problem with that. And if, if somebody wants to argue against them, you're welcome to, and I think that's fine. Um, at the end, what I, what I say, the most, the most important paragraph to me is the very last one, which was, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing now. I don't know what the message is supposed to be. I don't know how to reconcile the competitive side of what we have been doing and the health side of what we're doing now um, in a way that feels coherent. You know, I don't feel like, I feel like we went this way for a really long time and now they, they flipped it around and we're, now we're supposed to go this way. But here's this reminder that when you were doing it this other way, you were better at it. What, what does that mean? You know, and the business is fine. The business succeeds. It does great. And frankly, I'm not even out to make money in the business. Don't tell my business partners that. But uh, my goal is to help people get fit. My, help, my, my goal is to help people be happy. You'd be blown away by how many hours I spend just working one-on-one with people for free just to help them with anything that they need. I mean, I came from a psychology background. I'm half, half therapist half the damn time here, you know? Stop doing that. Stop yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's because I love the people and I love the, I love it when they succeed. I love it when they yeah. achieve the well, My wife does the same shit. I always bitch at her. I'm like, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to be sleeping in a garage tonight. It's a wise choice. It's a wise choice. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so, so it's this existential question of, you know, what do I do now? What is the message? Are they going to change the message? Is it going to flip back and forth? Why, ha- like, why wasn't there any better communication about this to help me as a gym owner who got in at this point, as opposed to the message that I'm getting, which is, well, we've been doing it like this the entire time and it's your fault, asshole. You know, yeah. and I'm kind of like, and I didn't like that. So, um, so that was the rant it's a closed affiliate owner group, but somehow that message then makes it back to HQ. So just so you know, you, you posted it on CrossFit affiliate owners, right? Right. Not CrossFit affiliate owners only. Okay. So the one that's CrossFit affiliate owners is anybody pretty much. Yeah. Could be a trainer, could be a member. I don't think they care where it's, if you're CrossFit affiliates only, you have to be 
an affiliate owner or a previous owner or somebody that's really contributing to the group. So it's, there's yeah, somebody, size, man. somebody ratted you out, dude. <laughs> somebody. Well, I mean, yeah, there's somebody there. It's so open that there was no way that that was not going to get back to. And yeah. I mean, but why, who cares if it gets back? You're, you're stating your honest opinion as an affiliate owner. Um, and you have a very valid fucking argument about, where you stand and I support your argument hundred percent. I'm not a competitive type gym and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm hundred percent behind the health initiative, but dude, I feel exactly what you're feeling and you're, I think you're hundred percent right. I think the good thing going forward though, is that um, I think there's room for everybody. I hope there is anyway. I hope there is. Um, but I think there is room for everybody. Do you feel the same way though, Brian? No? Absolutely. I think there I think there needs to be room for everybody. Honestly, the, the people who are at our other local gyms who are dissatisfied with CrossFit because their gym is focused on the local health stuff, they come and they find my gym and they love it. And it's like, it's life changing for them. And that's, there's room for that. You yeah. know, I'm not pushing them out of business by taking a person off their hands that was going to be right. probably relevant high maintenance anyway i think that's i think that's a better approach too is like hey man like i, I tell people when i have people that come into my gym <laughs> I, the, the most people i turn away from my gym are people that move here from another place we have a big aerospace industry on the florida space coast and they come here and they've done crossfit maybe at a competitive type gym and then they come in and they start telling me they say i'm like well hey man like i totally dig that and that's cool but guess what i got another gym three miles down the road that that's what they love to do. And you're probably going to have more fun there. You're going to be better at home there. And like my gym, I'm trying to help people lose weight, nutrition, get them a little better. We have an older clientele. I'm an older, you know what I mean? It's just like, it fits yeah. better. And I, I have, and so I think that's where we're going. And I would love to see that, you know, Hey, this is a competitive gym on the street. If you, if you love the sport of CrossFit and you want to get down every time you work out and, you know, and, and test yourself, then that's where you should go. If you're just looking to come three times a week to lose some body fat, tone up, and like get your stress levels right, and you know, like have your one hour a day to yourself, then yep. come to my gym, you know? Yep. And we do that. We, I honestly, like when people come here and they're like, I'm intimidated by all of the stuff that's here. I'm like, mm -hmm. try it out for a week. But there are four other gyms within a stone's throw of our gym. Try this out by all means. Uh, but yep. go try out the other ones too. And if you feel like you fit somewhere better, then that's, that's awesome. You're off the couch. You know, there's one that's literally half a mile away. Um, we open up at the same time and they, their focus is more on just like cardio and conditioning. It's very like, it's not what I, it's not what I love, but it fits a certain clientele. And if somebody walks in there and that attracts them and they stay with it and they get more fit, that's freaking awesome. Right. And I want them to do that. And if somebody comes here and they're like, uh, they're, they're scared away and they never come back because we're all doing muscle ups or whatever. I don't want that to be the case. I don't want there to be somewhere else I can send them. Like, please try this place out because you're off the couch and that's the most important thing. Right. And you, well, you alluded to the drama earlier. And I think a lot of times that's what it is, you know, where you have people that feel like, they, they don't fit in or they can't do what these other people are doing. And then you have these type A competitive personalities who are 
leading the charge and all of a sudden here's this new person that can't hang so to speak and then like there's never you know they're not just they're just not going to get along you know right Right. potentially and so i think like you know this is one of the things when we go back to the money thing and running the business if you're affiliated whether you're in it for the money you're not and the money makes the world go around and makes problems go away Uh, without it we do have problems but um, not everybody is your client. And so I think like this is one of the things I think we're learning. And, and from this is if you can decide who you are and who you want to be and you want to be really good at that, I think you'll always have clients. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the passion that I put into every class that I coach, every person that I want to help, like that is a byproduct of the style of what we do, you know, yeah. and that's what keeps them here. It's what keeps them healthy. It keeps them excited. Um, so uh, with that, though, where, where did you leave off? I mean, like Glassman, the last thing he said was, hey, I, if, that, if, 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 <laughs> if that's your point of view, then maybe you're not a good fit to be an affiliate. So where are we right there? Because we're getting toward the end of this, and I think people who stuck with us this long are about to hear, you know, what's really going on? What did Glassman say to you, and where do you stand right now? Yeah, so um, I wish I had the email in front of me. I would read it. Um, he said, you're not doing good service to your population. He says, you're not giving them uh, the best training uh, and you're not serving CrossFit, which, uh, and he said, we, we should, we should de-affiliate you. We should end your affiliate. And uh, I, I responded to that and he, he did it in the reply to the previous email from a year and a half before, which I thought was kind of a dick move. Um, but also in, in the, the very bottom, he puts this PS that's a reference to something that I put in the memo, which makes it really clear that it was about the memo, right? Is about the thing that yeah. I was on. Right. Um, and so my, my reply was, uh, you're not really in my box. Uh, you don't see the training that we're doing. You don't know our people. You don't know the results that we're getting. So for you to assume that we're doing, we're doing some disservice to our community, like is kind of insulting. Yeah. Uh, I told them that like, please feel free to visit. Like, I'd love to show you what we're doing. I'd love to show you how happy people are. Um, I'd love to show you the program that we run. Greg Glassman, if you're listening. He's yeah. Listening. Or, or, um, was Rob. that the end of it though? Like you told him like, no, yeah, I, I, you know, you don't agree. We actually are. Was that the last? So what I, so the last thing I said to him was, uh, let's put a pin in this. Uh, I, th- I think I, I said, let's, let's hang on uh, for a second and have a conversation about it. Like, yeah. because I don't feel like you understand where I'm coming from and I don't necessarily understand where you're coming from or where CrossFit is supposed to be in this process. This, the communication is bad. Yeah. I said, let's have, let's have a real conversation about what's going on. And I even said, you know, I, I get it if this is a waste of your time, you're a busy guy. Um, but if you felt like it, it warranted a personal response to de-affiliate me, maybe it at least warrants a personal response to explain to me what the, like what's going on, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so Greg, I said, oh, yeah, he's, he's famous. Greg, Greg Glassman. And like, I, I love the guy. I, you know, I, I did my level one with him. I met him in person. I've hung out with him. I've been to his original HQ gym. Um, you know, I'm by no means like I'm not a hanger on or I don't like, I don't have his personal cell phone number. Um, but um, I think he's great, but he is famous for, being very opinionated and flying off the handle a little bit and, you know, defending his brand against anybody who perceivedly attacks it. 
And so I think you did the right thing with that and say, hey, let's just hold on a minute. Let's talk about it. But like, where do you think, where, where do you think this whole thing ends up? Are you going to stay affiliated? Um, is Glassman, has he communicated with you again since then? He has not communicated again uh, with me. Uh, HQ hasn't uh, contacted me again. Affiliate support hasn't contacted me. So they haven't sent anything official by way of mail or email or anything like that that would suggest that they're actually ending my affiliate. Um, we still have until like next April or something like that on our existing uh, agreement. Yeah. And until I hear otherwise, I'm going to leave CrossFit on all the stuff that we do. Um, you can still find us on the CrossFit uh, main site, you know? Yeah. Um, so I haven't heard. Uh, and I'm not going to make any decisions about it until I actually hear yeah. something from them. You know, so if it's a, would you want to stay an affiliate? I mean, that's what I'm gathering. Like, you don't want to de-affiliate. I mean, you kind of, you. It kind of sounds like to me that you had a you had a bad day. You kind of did a Jerry Maguire on the computer. Changed changed horses stream a little bit. <laughs> said a couple things that normally you probably wouldn't have said if you kind of put your emotions in it. But it, to me, it sounds like number one you would be a good fit to stay as an affiliate and number two, that you would rather stay on as an affiliate. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, I think so. I mean, honestly, like I do, I, I feel like there are some changes that need to happen at somewhere near the top about how they communicate right. and how we're supposed to communicate. Been that for 15 years. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, but that's not enough for me to say that CrossFit is crap because CrossFit's done a lot for me. CrossFit's done a lot for building a community. And I love that you said that, bro, because a lot of people fucking bite the hand that fed them. And that pisses me off sometimes. You oh, know, yeah. they basically, oh, I'm not going to affiliate now because blah, 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 blah. Well, listen, how did you get your start? You know, I mean, there's, there yeah. is, we do go, it, it does evolve and, 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 you know, yeah, it's not perfect, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to, affiliate until they kick my ass out and if I go out I'm taking Mike with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean the the last eight years of my life have been defined by I mean honestly I've been defined by what has happened in this CrossFit gym mm -hmm. and the lives that we've changed have been phenomenal um, my the, the changes that have happened uh, to me as a person um, I'm a different human being now because of the struggles uh, we dealt with in CrossFit. I've always believed that exercise is this medium through which real personality change takes place. Mm -hmm. You know, your whole life can be seen in the microcosm of what's happening in the gym. You run into something hard. What do you do? Do you do you bail? Do you work harder? Do you work dumber? You know, just slam yeah. your head against it and. And I love that about CrossFit. And I've loved the time that we've spent doing it. I loved regionals. Um, I loved being competitive. And if all of that stuff goes away, okay, I get it. Give me a chance to adjust and I'll be right back. Yeah. I think you're in a good place, man. We're about to wrap this up, but um, hey, Greg Glassman is probably going to listen or Russ Green, somebody is going to hear this. Um, but not not that you need any help, but I, I, I'm in favor. I would vote if they, you know, hey, I would vote you should stay. Um, but I think there's going to be room for this. I think they're going to get it sorted out. And you're 100% right. CrossFit headquarters needs to be better at communicating with its affiliates. And, um, you know, 
that that's been an ongoing problem for a long time. But I think uh, being at the 10 year affiliate gathering, um, the CrossFit Health Initiative, I think that's where headquarters is going on the level of, you know, politics and licensure and, you know, fighting the powers that be. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the guy with a garage gym or an affiliate gym in the middle of an industrial area in some city in the middle of the U.S. I think Greg Glassman supports you 100%. And if he doesn't, then there's something fucking wrong, right? Because if he hears this and that you don't want to be an affiliate, he doesn't want you to be an affiliate, then we got problems. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I got involved with the Grid League. And uh, I was on the outs. I mean, they were, they were kind of drawing a line yeah, in the sand. There was eight. There was they were eight balling people back in the and, day. And the thing is, oh, you know, I, they stopped doing level ones at my gym, and I felt like I was on the outs. But you know what? When I was at the games two years ago, I went to an after party, and as soon as Greg Glassman walked in, the first thing he did is sat down with me, and we talked for about forty-five minutes, bro. And it was like the best conversation I ever had. I'd have a hard time believing that if you guys can't talk it out and he can kind of get an understanding of where you're coming from, that there's no way that he's going to de-affiliate you because he's going to see that you got passion and you're doing good things over there. It's just a matter of, you know, just just getting getting you guys together to communicate right and uh, get it all straightened out. I need so. to get Glassman on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got somebody that can reach out to him. I'll make a phone call. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I know people that know people. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, a great talk, man. Do you want to uh, end with uh, how do we get a hold of you? If anybody has any questions for you, what's the best way to contact you? And hey, let me know uh, when you're opening up that Orange Theory so I can come up there and work out, bro. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> um, honestly, easiest way to get in touch with me, I'm on Facebook. You can look me up. I'll friend you. I pretty much friend everybody. There's a lot of weird girls that apparently I'm friends with. Uh, on that That's stage. ISIS. That's ISIS, dude. They're That's trying- ISIS? Yeah, it's yes. ISIS. They're yeah, trying- they can't be alone, man. I, I wish, I mean, I wish they weren't so attractive. I mean, ISIS really seems appealing at the level of. Got a lot of hot chicks in ISIS. Right. That's exactly. Um, but honestly, if somebody really had a question for me, I'd say text me. My cell phone number, I'll happily give it out. Um, it's uh, 785-312-0164. I'm an open book. Happy to talk about anything. Happy to personally respond. If you saw on that Facebook message or whatever, I responded to like 90% of what people said uh, and I have no problem doing that. Like I have no problem carrying on a conversation with somebody. So well, that's why we wanted to have you on and this has been an awesome podcast. And I know all the affiliate owners and coaches and stuff out there who are going to listen to this and gym owners and Greg Glassman too. I know you're listening and Russ Green. I know you're listening and Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan. Hey, Joe, Rogan. Rogan. Joe Rogan is, <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. I don't think he does. But uh, no, great podcast, and uh, we're going to put this up. You guys, uh, make sure you share it and everything. And then, uh, Brian, let's have you back on, and we'll find out what actually happens when you eventually do talk to Glassman. All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.